This song makes me want to have sex in my car. Hello, and welcome to Art Poppin' Bottles. My name is Kayla Mason Garvin. Hi, my name is Justin Ganaway. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, where every week we talk about a pop album that we uh, love, hate, admire, respect, think is mediocre. Yeah. We just really hash it out about a pop album every week, as well as discuss the current events. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, we both attend a prestigious Midwestern university. The Prestige. So Prestige. Mm. The Prestige, starring Jessica Biel. Is she in that movie? Um. Jessica Isn't Biel. that the magician movie? No. I don't know. Okay, we're boring our listeners. They came for the pop music and we'll stick Is to it. Is she married to Justin? Jessica Biel, yeah. yeah, yeah. She just she, was him she for went Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is foreshadowing for our current event section. But um mm-hmm. Justin, what pop star do you feel like this week? Um, this week has really been bananas. So I feel like Gwen Stefani. Oh no. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. You know, I actually have been thinking a lot about Gwen Stefani lately because I was watching um, this, I think it was a Vanity Fair interview where she sort of like um, asked about her looks as a retrospective. And it was so interesting because she's done so many problematic looks and the way she talks about them is really... Even um, more problematic? No, I don't know if it is. It was just interesting, you know, because... Uh, you know, it was the 90s. Not all these things were on people's radars. Sure, but, um, but she took all of Japan and just, like, put right. it on herself. Well, one of the looks she was talking about, too, was, like, this sort of, like, Indian-inspired look. And she's like, my friend's mom wore bindis, so I did. <laughs> um, this week, I feel like... Oh, gosh, I had a really good one. Who was it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this week, I think that all I really want is just, like, some hot che- Cheetos and, like, a venti frappuccino. So I feel like Britney Spears. <laughs> Um, current wow. events this week. We have a number of items that we want to <laughs> give a shout out to. The first item um, is we just have seen, I believe it came out today, which is Saturday, November 2nd, which first of all, how is it November? Um, but second of all, yeah. um, it was this post that Lord um, did, or I think she sent an email out to her fans and it got posted to the internet that her album will be delayed because her beloved dog has passed away. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> That was so inappropriate. Justin, what do you... (laughs) This is a disaster. (laughs) Justin, what do you think? Weigh in on this piece of current events. I don't know. Uh, You know, okay. (laughs) So I tried to look at the... You said it was on Instagram. I don't know if it is on Insta. It might be on Twitter. Yeah, well, I couldn't find the post, and I wanted to read it first so that I could be sympathetic to it, but because I didn't read it... Are you not sympathetic to the death are you not a pet person it's no i am a pet person but i still find it funny because i don't know it's it's like like three ticks more severe than like my dog ate my homework to my friends i'm writing this letter to you because it's always been my intention to be transparent with you about my life and what happens to me blah 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 she goes on for paragraphs and um she met pearl my her dog in 2018 love vibrated all around us i felt my life growing and swelling in healthfulness this orb of contentment glowing around me and pearl and our family um several more paragraphs pearl had been ill in various forms his entire life he had two cardiac arrests and after the second one he 
he died. I was holding him when he went, and I know he knew that I was there. All right. Well, now I feel bad. You <laughs> said visits, two cardiac Pearl arrests. Pearl visits me in my dreams. Um, so I'm asking for your patience as 2020 comes around and you start to wonder where the next record is. I've lost my boy, and I need some time to see the good again to finish making this for you. You know, I feel for her, and I yeah. think it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I am sending my thoughts to you, Ella. I do think that, like... Um, yeah, I just hope she has time to heal from her loss. My mom's name is Pearl. There's a drag queen named Pearl. There is. There certainly is. I don't know. I I do, after, like, hearing that, like, the poignant moments do make me feel sad for her. Um, it's horrific to lose a dog. Um. I've never had a pet like that. I've had a fish... I've had many fish. One too. fish I had for like <laughs> six years, and then it died, and it was it was horrifying. What was the fish's name? Um, well, I was really classy, and I was studying French, so I named my fish Poisson, which <laughs> means fish. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to our next item, Kesha has dropped a single in preparation for her al- upcoming album. <laughs> What's the title of the single? Raising Hell. Yeah, I think it's good. What do you think? I think it's lovely. I think it's a like a good mixture of um, uh, like the sort of more instrumental, like country inflected stuff she was doing on Rainbow with like what what we know as like party Kesha. I it, it's a it's a fun single, and I'm gonna scream yell it when I'm drunk. So great. Mm-hmm. I like your beard. <laughs> so our last item of current events, it is Halloween weekend, and we wanted to discuss some notable pop stars looks. Yeah. Um, Halloween looks, we should say. So mm-hmm. let's start with Ariana Grande. So Ariana Grande, as far as I know, was dropping hints about what her costume would be for a, for a while before, you know, she unveiled the look. Yeah. Um, and then we saw the look. What? Um, how would you describe it, Justin? Um, well, okay, so I don't have a literacy <laughs> in the Twilight Zone, but... Um, no, I've never fucking watched that yeah, show. Yeah, it's not something that I really, like, have a reference for. A lot of for. people love it, and I think that's great. Are they older than us? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Ari's younger, and she's specifically referencing a specific, uh, sort of legendary, episode. allegedly legendary episode of the Twilight Zone, in which, from what I understand, it's, it's called, like, Beauties Within the Eye of the Beholder and it's about like someone has sort of like a monkey face anyway so her costume is sort of like a classic Ari look but with some sort of like prosthetic mask that's sort of like a monkey face I think that's the best way I could describe it what do you think about this look I frankly I think it's cute I think probably if you understand the reference it's probably brilliant she is doing some social commentary but um because I don't have the reference, I can't really pass that much judgment on it. The makeup was skillfully executed. Sure. So I, uh, I appreciated that. Um, and I also think that, like, um, for the first time in a while, I looked at her and I was like, yeah, there is a lot of, like, Mariah parallels in that... <laughs> Like, she just, like, she did this costume, but then it was just, like, her, like, very specific silhouette that she's very comfortable in, which is, Mm. like, this, like, off the shoulder with, like, a boa or something around her, and then, like, Mm. a sleeveless something, and then a thigh-high boot. And it was all, it all looked cute, and it was sort of campy and fun, and it was, like... Um, you know, what I would have expected from Ari. Do I think it was particularly brilliant? No. Do I think it was good? Yes. 
Um, next up, we have Stephanie Germanotta's look, which was <laughs> a, um, I just saw her running through, like, a Vegas casino dressed as, like, a unicorn, question mark? Yeah. Um, thoughts? I was sort of disappointed with this costume, to be honest with you. I thought her Instagram post was hilarious, but she also posted a um, close-up of her makeup, and frankly, it looked... Bad. It looked... I don't even know what the adjective cracked. Like, it didn't look... It was poorly executed. Well, because she was gluing down her eyebrows... Um, which is something I know she knows how to do because she has been in plenty of club with drag queens. It and looks it was like, not yeah, well someone done. who was left-handed did her makeup. Yeah. Or not, that's not what I mean. But, like, someone who was right-handed did her makeup with their left hand. Was she, dr- like, there a was, drunk unicorn? I don't know. I didn't like um, it. But it was I, fine. The, the, the videos of her were cute, but frankly, I... Frolicking about, which also I was like, they, of course, cleared the casino because people oh, would sure. have, like, ran for her. But what the funniest part of the co- costume was they just like took a wig, they ran a gathering stitch through it, they made it sort of ponytail esque, and then they just glued it on a pair of briefs, and like they made that the like her like the the ponytail, <laughs> the the tail her like butt tail her butt tail. Um, next up we have Normani who mm-hmm. did three notable looks. Um, she dressed up as Naomi Campbell, she dressed up as Cher, and she dressed up as Selena. Um, thoughts on these, Justin? Let's start with Naomi Campbell. I thought that Naomi Campbell executed was incredible so this is sort of like the pictures that she took in this look are black and white in homage to this one particular naomi shoot um so we i can't tell but it's sort of like a cheetah print sort of like camp like a tight dress with a little beret yeah very <laughs> how are we supposed to know who that was it was Normani. That's um, Norman. Normans. Um, and uh, Norman. Norman. Here, I'm pulling a picture up for reference, and we can yes. we'll post this to the integra- Instagram as well. We can chat. Um, she also p- uh, posted a look as Cher yeah. um, in sort of a sparkly wig and like no clothes and like butterfly wings, which I think was also pretty well executed. Yeah. Um, and then she has this look as Selena in sort of the as <laughs> as uh, we would have it in the um, Selena movie. It's a bustier. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a bustier. And she's wearing, you know, sort of the tight black pants. This is the red sequin bustier with the cross top. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of these looks she did sort of an immaculate job recreating not only the looks but the poses. And, like, I don't know. I'm I'm all about it. I'm really – I can't even tell you how much um, I am into this era of Normani. Like, I'm very excited about her career. Um, I'm very excited by her, you know, showing us all these looks and um yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what comes next for her yeah no i think this is like a really artful emerging artist and i and i, I and i do love that she's like referencing all of these icons i think it positions her well to become an icon yeah and plus like she can really slay any of these looks i'm very excited about it yeah absolutely um last but not least we have kim kardashian you know how i feel why would you say that like you put me in such an uncomfortable situation Thank you, Cameron. Um, So, uh, Kim turned out a number of looks. So many looks. There was a look with the family that was like glow worms. There was a look with the family that was Flintstones. Um, There was a look that was just her that was like, and this is the one that we're going to discuss, is the Legally Blonde look. 
Yes. I'm sorry, I'm so burpy. We're doing an episode where we're drinking truly hard <laughs> seltzer, and it's making me burp, so I'm sorry. It's and you're welcome. It's making me high energy and very giggly, mm-hmm. I'm the, which is why I, uh, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm, it's not funny that you're <laughs> Sorry, <dying>. Ella. <laughs> <laughs> We're not ta- even talking about Selena yeah, Gomez. But Selena the fans are being, gonna get confused. That's Lord being incredulous as Selena to my <laughs> apology, which is fine. No, I love that. I uh, love that. Okay, so what did you think of Kim K's L Woods look? I actually no. got wind of this look <laughs> by way of um, Vogue because they post. They were they were like, "Honey, Kim Kardashian is studying to be a lawyer, and she is studying to be a lawyer because mm-hmm. she's pulling this L Woods like." audition tape for law school and she recreated it so well and honestly the looks were really really fucking good but honestly kim kardashian is just getting better and better at acting (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna pass out what and quite frankly i I did not expect to hear this right now i thought the video was entertaining i really thought kim served us what we wanted from it i was thrilled okay i'm just gonna share my take which was that i think she either needed to be more or less committed like what (laughs) i saw in the video was sort of like a mediocre amount of commitment um, and frankly, I needed her to either be at a hundred or at a zero. She was kind of like kimming her way through everything. <laughs> and to me, it wasn't satisfying. Like I want Reese Witherspoon who, you know, whatever her faults is always at a hundred, right. you know, like she, she did not half-ass Elle Woods. And I don't think Kim did either in the looks department, but when it came to doing that video for me, <laughs> I either need more or less commitment. Like I either need you to be checked out or I need you to be giving me more than Reese has ever dreamed of giving us you know like mm. but um i did think that the looks were great i thought she looked um i mean her body right now is like so beautifully constructed by surgeons wow, and it's just so <laughs> i mean she looks incredible i um i do think that some of the wigs were a little bit off i would say mm-hmm. but the ponytail wig was good the ponytail um, wig was i would say that the, the wig with her hair down for the moment where she's like i object for me uh, they should have gotten a different wig. I don't know what what the wig was doing. A wig? Was it a wig? <laughs> I'm um, um, <laughs> I, w- I will say I felt the acting was in the style of Britney Spears. <laughs> um, it's Britney Witch. <laughs> um, so I think that wraps up our current events section. We're going to move right into the album uh, that we're going to discuss this week, which is Kesha's Warrior. This album was released on November thirtieth, two thousand twelve. Justin, where were you? when this album dropped <laughs> um so this is one of the few albums that we're reviewing that i actually own like in the cd form oh yes <laughs> i love that yeah so i actually i got this album as a gift um from my girlfriend's uh, mom and when i say girlfriend i mean like girlfriend that i was dating at the time shout out to kim hamilton hi kim hi kim and so she told her mom she was like he loves kesha <laughs> <laughs> oh and then she bought you a kesha and then she bought me a that's kesha. so well, pure it was really pure and sweet um and then i also got a t-shirt from target that i think i still own honestly so it was a really good christmas haul um, <laughs> where were you um i was at the time that i was working um, this real estate gig in New York and I I was like sort of a receptionist slash shower of these like 
uh, apartments in the financial district. And we were working with um, Cameron and my mutual friend, Caroline, who loved this album when we play it all the time. So I have really fond memories of like horrible days at work, just like blasting Kesha. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was, you know, I was newly out of college. I was young. I remember going out and like hearing these songs. And yeah, I have really fond memories of this time. Ooh, newly out of college with a Kesha album. Right? Um, uh, so today we're going to talk about two looks um, that uh, Kesha executed. Um, the first is a look from the Today Show. And I believe she's wearing sort of like an embellished leotard. I mean, uh, I feel like that's sort of her her deal. Well, okay, so I'm, it was morning, so um, she is wearing... <laughs> <laughs> she is wearing an embellished leotard. Um, however, she's wearing a jacket with it that's rolled up with some like elbow length gloves. Or those are not elbow, but it's like a yeah. So she's got a leather glove on. She's got a camo jacket that's embellished with these sort of like rainbow colored flowers. Then she has a Leo on, which is what print? Because you have the phone. I mean, it looks to be okay. There's a cutout of what looks for to me to be an upside down cross. It is an upside down cross with po- polka dots. She's wearing fishnets. She's wearing knee-length boots. Mm -hmm. And then the pattern on the leotard seems to be lacy black with colorful things. Flowers that are also on the... The colorful rosettes that are also on the camo jacket. And she has sort of like two sort of almost like cornrow braided um, braids on one side of her face, but most of it is just sort of like hair loose. The Um, heavy eyeliner we've come to expect. And sort of like, I think what is uh, a very um, of the moment 2019 eye look, which is the the bottom of her lashes all the way out to her eyebrows are rhinestoned a la Euphoria. She's got a lot of fucking glitter on her chest. Um, I think this is a fine look. Frankly, like to me, Kesha's looks could use some elevation like I don't really know what's going on here I don't really know it seems like uh, you know we have an upside down cross we have rosettes we have uh, black lace we have camo we have leather leather, we have fishnet we have a lot of things going on here but for to me uh, to me it just like doesn't cohese in any kind of either like social or sartorial message I'm like literally confused baffled i'm upset <laughs> but also excited um so i so we if we think back to 2012 like that was like um sort of peak maximalism um with Katy perry Nicki minaj rihanna lady gaga all dropping something like outrageous at the time or around the time um so i mean i don't think that like the amount of elements here is um is is not on par with the time however like it just it lacks a through line it absolutely lacks a through line i mean she's got the one thing that is like giving me kesha is honestly the upside down cross because we're getting a little punkiness from her but then the rest of it like I, I I don't know what she's doing. It seems like she's a little bit trying to be a general because we've got this like camo jacket and then those boots have that gold trim on it down at the bottom. But I just like I but then there's roses. I, I'm confused. Um and it's fine. Next look, we have Kesha at the VMAs. Um Kesha to the VMAs that year wore a black dress sort of like an illusion dress with it's black lace there's um it seems to be made of flowers there's uh, a black black heel there's a black feathered bag 
thoughts on this look? Well, let's also like let's first talk about how fact like how horrible those heels are. The heels really cut her off at the ankles, right? Like yeah. they just don't do anything for her. We're not elongating the leg. They're like a clunky sort of weird proportion. And they're also really fucking tall. Like yeah. they're very high heels that don't that that really cut her off at the ankle. That we can they're, tell she's like uncomfortable in clogs. Walking. Yeah. Um and the dress, I mean, this whole look to me is a mess. Like I I kind of like the sentiment of it where she's just like, here we are at the VMAs and it's supposed to be a fun awards. It's supposed to be sort of like erring on the side of nakedness. But like, frankly, this doesn't come together for me. She doesn't look happy in it. Mm -mm. She doesn't look comfortable. She doesn't look, um, it's not a garment that like does anything for me, for her. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not fashion. Do we want fashion from Kesha? No. like Kesha. Not necessarily. But we want a moment. We want a least. moment. At least. And I, to me, this is just like, and I don't know if it's from a 2019 sensibility, but it just seems so basic. Mm. And I just am bored. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that Kesha's beautiful, but I don't think that she looks good here. Um, so, you know, usually next on the show, we do a gossip section and I feel like this album is sort of very contentious. It was one of the last times that, um, Kesha worked with Dr. Luke. There was a lot of sort of like dark shit going on at that time. Um, we all sort of, I, I think that all of our listeners will be aware of the sort of like sexual abuse and mm-hmm. rape that like he sort of is just a monster that we don't love we don't love him we don't love him at all and you know um there's a lot of so i think that with all that said we just want to sort of frame this next section you know we usually frame it as like gossip about the album and that's not we just want to sort of like give i guess in this case context for what was going on at the time that the album came out yeah um uh, so yeah, with that said, um, we watched a video of Kesha performing live at the AMAs. Um, she performed Die Young, which was one of the lead singles off the album. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that, Justin? Um, that performance for me was uh, baffling and I, ugh. and just like, I, to me, it seemed, it, I, we need an editor and we need, I need someone to, um. I need someone to tell Kesha not to do the, like, not to make the egregious mistakes that she made. And I don't know that she had people around her at that time that could do that for her because, um, like, the opening look was sort of this tribal headpiece that was, like, taken off very quickly. Then we see her come out, um, in, like, kind of done up in, like, all these two, like, long sort of Helga braids, but with, like, tons of feathers, uh, coming up them that sort of evoked a Native American sensibility. Um, we're cracking trulies here. Hi. But then I think the most egregious mistake was that, like, the song is called Die Young, and Kayla pointed this out, that that there's, like, I guess a sort of a through line of death, but then the background dancers were done up in this sort of Dia de los Muertos, Dia de los Muertos um, uh, makeup aesthetic, and it just seemed muddy. The whole performance was, I think, muddy, and I think that um, appropriating that culture's uh, makeup for that loose of a theme just felt really tone deaf for me. Yeah, I mean, I think that Kesha sort of has a history of that. We look at even, like, her, um, I think her video for Prayin' was sort of, like, low-key appropriative in a way that seemed okay when it was dropped in 2017 or not maybe okay like people definitely were talking about it but in a way that wasn't 
I think super disrespectful. Um, and I don't know that this particular performance is, we can classify it as not disrespectful, you know, like there's just a lot, there's a lot going on. (laughs) Um, and, uh, to, yeah, I don't think, I think too, and not to any sort of like point, you know, like, like the performance I think is a little bit, um, it's fine. You know, it's not, if if you're gonna if you're gonna go all out like that, like I um, expect you to have a message, even if it's fucked up, you know, like right. it just seems random. Make a choice, um, and and that's one of the th- one of the things we talked about is that this is a rare life performance from Kesha. We right. really don't, I think, almost ever see her perform live in this like especially sort of at era. those big big award shows. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to mention for the context we had looked up? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about. I think that what I want to say with um, this era for Kesha, as far as, like, uh, aesthetics, as far as um, just, like, uh, media, uh, performance in the media and the way that she was uh, produced... It's it's I think all sad knowing what we know now. Yeah, um, for I sure. think that it's easy to look at the paparazzi photos, the red carpet photos, and even some sort of the interviews from the time, and we can see one how produced she was, and one like uh, how she wasn't really true, wasn't in control, and was I think bullied by the by her management to look a certain way and then of course bullied by her producer and mm-hmm. assaulted and raped by her producer and it, I just don't think I look back at this these moments and feel um, good about how Kesha had to present herself and operate I agree with all of that um, that said, I think this is an exceptional album. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, which I, I'm kind of glad that we're tackling it on this show because I do think, like, like all things are true. Like, this was such a dark time for her, and I don't think that the way this was produced was great. I would love to not give any money to Dr. Luke. You know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I do think for Kesha, this is one of the strongest albums she's ever put out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the strongest albums of 2012. I think it's one of the strongest sort of like representatives of early 20 teens music like there's so many things about it that like you know and i i think you know okay so we we've been having all these conversations sort of culturally about like you know separating the art from the artist and for for this specific case it's particularly difficult because Kesha is supplying the the vocals we can assume that she had some amount of artistic control um but More then than also the first two albums, I, would I, say. I agree with that and and sort of like the energy that she brought to this album I think is infectious mm-hmm. but then also we have simultaneously um we can see that she's also being puppeteered so like this um this is a particularly sort of like weird album for us to be tackling but I think it's I think it's all sort of um you know it's dark but I think you know she really put out a good album you know I agree and before we get to the track by track absolutely no okay we'll never hear <laughs> Welcome 
Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Willkommen back to Art Poppin' Bottles. Um, my name is Kayla. I am Justin. In case you forgot. Um, and we're about to dive into this track-by-track breakdown of the album Warrior by our dear friend Kesha. Yes. Um, without the dollar sign. Without the I dollar like your sign. beard. At the time she uh, released this album, she did have the dollar sign. Right. And I'm gonna... Should I rank my NDA right now? I should break my NDA break right it. now. No one's listening to this. 27 people are listening to this. Break it. Um, so I worked for um, uh, an entertainment law firm in New York that represented a bunch of big, big stars. Probably I'll break my NDA about all the other stars later. But one of them was Kesha, <laughs> and I talked to Kesha's mom on the phone. Um, and this would have been actually shortly after this album was dropped. I think this would have been um, in... 20, maybe 2013, um, that she would like call the office and she'd be like, hi, I'm Kesha's mom. Um, can I speak to X? And I'd be like, yes, Kesha's mom. You can. <laughs> um, Who's a songwriter in her own right? Kesha's mom. Her mom? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You learned something every day. Did she, she write it in... for this album? No, no, no. But um, she used to write in Nashville. Um, and that's why Kesha has a Dolly Parton collab on the Rainbow album is because her mom used to write for Dolly Parton. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so the first track on this album, Warrior, is the eponymous Warrior. Warrior, 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 warrior. Um... What are the other lyrics there? Um, When I was listening to it today, I was like, this is... I mean, it's sort of like a relevant anthem. There's like one part of it where she's like, we need a revolution, a revolution, revolution. And I was like, yes, we fucking do. Thank you, Kesha. I'm going to pull out my notes for this one because I do have some notes for that. Kesha Kesha giving her loose narrative of celebrating the weird kids who like to black the fuck out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) Our generation and we're impatient is uh, one, one of my favorite lyrics right yeah yeah and i feel like i'm impatient so i agree (laughs) um i love this song i think it's a hit i i think it's uh well encapsulate the album as a whole strong bop strong bop song number two die young this was one of her lead singles from the album um so when i was re-listening to it for the first time while i was like uh prepping for this episode Mm -hmm. i wanted to tweet in reference to chance the rapper's tweet um kesha is my favorite rapper (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't because it's wrong in so many ways but honestly i think that this uh i do think that with this song kesha's rap is very strong which verse does she rap um, she raps on two of them, I believe. Wow, thank yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Kesha. Um, I think this is a strong song. I think it's a bop. Whenever it comes on, I'm like, yes. You know, like, this is a song, um, that is, um, resonant. Yeah. Young hearts taking shots, stripping down the dirty socks, music's up, getting hot, kiss me, give me all you got. See, it's always memorable is the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like her lyrics. Her lyrics are good. Yeah. The next song on this album is Come On. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go for just for tonight. Going home satisfied. Come on, come on, come on. 
Um, um, this song is good. Okay, I just have to say, and we're gonna keep talking about these songs, but I do think like the first like uh, n- number of songs on these this album are strong, and they feed off each other. You're yes. listening to this album. You're you come to the end of the song, the next song plays, and you're like, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I like about this album is that like one song sort of like builds upon the next at the fr- at the front half of this album. These are all bops. They're all like really to each other thematically musically and that's sort of you know we've talked for this whole season about you know like what is it the criteria that makes a good album and for me like this this album really is cohesive especially in the first half like these songs just come one after the other they're all really strong um masterpieces (laughs) thoughts i no, i agree with you I, i especially with the first five tracks but i think throughout the album Excuse, oh my god, truly I only burp on this sponsored by Truly. Pod. Um, I you only burp on this pod, yeah. I feel honored. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I think that the, 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 the stuff is really cohesive. <laughs> I was like, my notes for this song are whoo, we're still coming on. Um, I love this song with Pino Grigio. Also, some of Kesha's best rapping. <laughs> Great. Next song, Thinking of You. I've been thinking of you, thinking of you. So, um, I love how drunk she sounds when she says, I know I said I wouldn't talk about you publicly, but... I lost volume. Did anyone else lose volume? No, I'm still volume. Oh, okay, great. Um... That's how that line ends, and I love it. I think it's amazing. This song is messy for her. I think it's very V messy. I think it's um, some of Kesha's uh, best petty lyrics. I love love it as a breakup song. And do you do you hear at the end where she's like, teeny weeny? I didn't hear that. Well, well, well. She does um, that at the end. It's pretty funny. I think funny. this is a really funny song. It's sort of like, this is definitely a diss track, but the chorus is like about how she's been thinking of this guy, you know? I'm thinking of you, thinking of you. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's a tremendous feat of writing. Yeah, I like to fist bump to it a little bit. Mm, yeah. Now my song's on the radio. You know, also something that I have to say about this song is I love the narrative of a like of of a revenge song on the radio. You know, I think this is perpetrated by Avril on um, Skater Boy Ooh, when she's yeah. like, you know, and now I have a song on the radio and you're like listening to me sing and there sort of the similar narrative going on here where like you're a dick you're a slut (laughs) and i'm thinking of you but my song's on the radio like (laughs) avril and kesha doing a meta queen narrative absolutely i like it um the next song on this album is crazy kids um so i love a whistle like for kesha Do you do love that, listeners? Yeah. We are pro whistlers. We're sort of like, um, who's a famous whistler? I don't even know. Uh, Hillary Dove. <laughs> 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 but this is such a niche, niche podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> um, I love that. So I, what I wrote is that. Um, I think this is the best example of how Kesha likes to mix like a sort of acoustic chord progression, which mm. is truly uh, right. sort of the the verses. And then it just like 
switches and like moves swiftly to this like overt like really harsh techno chorus mm-hmm. um and then the, there's like this like moment where she's like they know my zodiacs and then they, there's something else about i'm no i'm a, i'm no virgin or no virgo right Yes, yeah. that is a lyric on Ooh, this song. And I kind of love it, honestly, before her time really giving us the Zodiac and her mm-hmm. lyrics. Yeah, she, yeah, the, yeah, I'm no virgin or no Virgo. I'm crazy, crazy that's, that's my, my word, word though. though. It's Kesha in the Caso. They be, let, let's make it loco. Poetry, I mean, what can we say? <laughs> this is sort of like Wadsworth. This is Whitman. This is... Free association <laughs> pro. Robert poetry. Browning, absolutely. <laughs> Um, (laughs) next track we have, wherever you are, you are are ever on my mind. I don't know how the song goes. Well, I thought I did. You are forever on my mind. Yeah. Gosh. Anyways, I love this song. I think it's incredible. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I get a little fatigued by it. What in the progression of the album, once we get to this song, I get a little sort of tired. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like for me just sort of carrying on the legacy of the first few songs. And then I think it's a good segue into the next uh, wild ride of a song. Oh my God. Um, Dirty Love. Dirty Love featuring Iggy Pop. I love this song. I will say I'm it. so glad. I'm so relieved. <laughs> no. I think it's an incredible piece of artwork. Egg fucking exceptional. I think that Kesha is buoyed by Iggy's energy. She gives, I think, one of her most complex and difficult vocals of the album because mm-hmm. she's singing a lot in her sort of like uh, falsetto to like sort of like raspy, um, I don't know, like not screamo range but i don't know just like it's like she's, it's she's pushing the limits of her she's voice she's about to screlt yeah she's, she, she's doing some screlting um, a light screlting with iggy i think this song is amazing um also very very it's iggy pop. very weird lyrically but you know we're going to we're going to be here for what's it. iggy's what's iggy's lyrics it's like cockroaches do it in garbage cans rug merchants do it in afghanistan yeah he did fucking say that Ugh. santorum did, did it, it in a v-neck, v-neck sweater, sweater. Pornos produce it but wild, wild child, child can, can do, do it better. better i mean frankly i mean we're we're dealing with um a I would call that a poor that verse. That's a poor oh, verse. Truly, um, a lazy however, verse. A lazy verse. But you know, the rest of the song makes up for it. We love Kesha. We love her. Like, I mean, you know, um, her verse is great. Sh- champagne tastes like piss to me. Champagne great line. tastes like piss to me. <laughs> Keep your leopard limousine. Like, great lines. No, exceptional lines. Uh- <laughs> Um, Spit verses for us, Kesha. Uh, truly. What's the next? The next song on this album is Wonderland, um, which is Back sort of like that Wonderland. slow. Yeah. Um, I actually am gonna come in hot and say I kind of like it. Begin. This is where I'm like, okay, this is the point in the album where I'm like, this is a good album because yeah. it's cohesive. You know, like yeah. this song is about all the same things that the other songs are about, which is sort of like being imperfect flawed loving life fucking up having no money drinking too much absolutely Um, i don't know i i do think that this song and this song is also sad like it's sort of about uh, isn't it about like her and her friends 
in yeah she was living out of her car and then her friends can't make any money and they yeah. all get together and they're all just sad like i love it no 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 i uh, it feels like my 20s um so what oh i like God. about this feels like my 20s <laughs> what i like about this song is that um it, i when i was listening to it i was like wow actually rainbow was not as much a depart uh, as much of a departure as many people thought it was because this has some like country influenced tones to it for me um i think it's got this like a singer songwriter vibe to it but then it also marries that with like kesha's like techno party aesthetic i i think it's actually much more complex of a song than i originally thought when i was uh 18 um this song i will also note um has five writing credits three are dudes um and two are kesha and i believe her mother uh, her mother. Um, great. The next song on this phone. is All I Wanna Dance With yeah. You. We are, if not if nothing else, sort of just like musically, vocally gifted. I mean, like, <laughs> you are so welcome to our like melismatic voices. Yeah. Um, I like that we're both very on like the same level of vocal <laughs> stylings and talent, too. Like, just like if you don't know the words, trail off, don't commit, <laughs> don't commit, trail off. And we always trail off at the same time. Um, I like this song. I'll say it. I really will. I think it's got a little a fun little boppy sort of like energy to it i love this song i love this song i think it's incredible Ah. drinking wine on the cement outside 7-eleven fell in love on accident now it doesn't now it doesn't matter matter. (laughs) i love it i just love this yeah well that's the thing is like kesha actually is poetically a lot more gifted than a lot of people give her credit for absolutely (laughs) um i and i think that like she's got like at least variety she's got imagery it what what i will say is like so you know when we talk about pop stars like hillary which we talked about in the last episode or like Mm -hmm. maybe Katy perry or people who have these like sort of like overarching pop lyrics that don't make a lot of sense are you saying that Katy perry doesn't make a lot of sense never does she's never made sense what Uh, she is hokey but um (laughs) what's that she's chained to the rhythm i mean that really makes a lot of sense to me just sort of resonates with me and my soul i'm sure no the, i mean i'm so sorry if you like katie perry you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast <laughs> we don't stand katie on our popping bottles no. How- although i will say her singles for her upcoming album not bad not bad we'll uh, give her that but all of that to say kesha's lyrics are always make sense to me <laughs> It's true. Um, The next song on this album is Supernatural. Can you sing this for me? How does this go? Uh... This is the lyrics. I don't... I just, like, can't... It does The melody doesn't spring to mind, which means... Baby, when we're touching Oh, actually, I love this song. <laughs> can <laughs> you feel... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can um, hear the pounding of my heart. Can you feel it? I'm so flat. Um, it's... I actually... This is one of my least favorites on the album. Really? I like that. I like that lick, though. Like, I think that... That lick is the best part of this song. The, the rest of it, it's not really good. I think Supernatural relies heaven, heavily on um, the, sort of the same format of Wherever You Are. Mm. Um, and I think Wherever You Are is better than this. The next song on this is All That Matters. Maybe and- All That Matters. 
this is the beautiful life is the beautiful life. I thought this was a different song, but now I know what it is. I like it. I think it's fine. I think it's good. The iconic line is, put your motherfucking phone up, phones up, light them up. Right. Actually, when I was listening to this album earlier, I was like, this is... Kind of genius. I don't know. I think for me, I just... No, I don't approve of that line. I don't. Put your motherfucking, put your motherfucking up. hands up. Put your not phones. Up. So you I'm gonna put your hands up. Put your lighters like not a phone. I'm gonna strongly disagree with you on well, this. Well, see, okay. because it's, why? Because so Kesha for this album uh-huh. uh, said that she really wanted to mix rock music with pop music which had been done before but whatever that's something she wanted to do and she saw herself as like a rock star who like blase her way through pop and so I think it's interesting because a lot of rock stars like love a call out to like put your hands up or to like blah 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 do this do that but she was like put your motherfucking phones up which is very pop because she knows her her fans are young and they have smartphones and they're gonna light their fucking phones up. I think it's smart. I think it's a little bit funny. I think it's I, I, I like it. I like I like a social media rock star. I don't like it. I'll just say it. I don't think it I, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but uh, the next song on the album is Love Into the Light. What does this sound like? Um, I'm, oh, this is the one that I had to look up before the podcast because I was like, what does this sound like? And what I'm wondering is, so what is available on, um, on Spotify is the deluxe version of the album. And I'm wondering if this song was on the original release because I did not remember it. But here's a little clip of it. For- I'm sorry, but I am just not sorry. Cause I swear and cause I dream. Oh, I remember it. I like that lyric. Oh wow. Oh my god. Dr. Luke, literally stop. <laughs> yeah, okay, I remember the song. Yeah. It's it's kind of her it's again, every pop star loves to address the media at some point and like how they're viewed and their narrative and blah blah blah. This is I think Kesha's version of that. It's not bad, it's not good, it's fine. Um, you know, I like the message of the song, but it, it's clearly super forgettable. Like, I listened to this album tonight, and I can't... And, and then before we recorded this podcast, I specifically looked up that song, so I would have something to say about it. <laughs> and I didn't... I couldn't remember it. Nope. So I think it's just... It's not a hit. It's not a hit, Kesha. No, we're sorry. Not doing well, and I also think that this sort of extended version of Warrior, which is the only one that's available to yeah. listen to on most platforms, platforms is i would say it's inflated and overlong i know that we have a couple of songs at least that were not on the original album and i just think it sort of inflates the album to a level that it can't really sustain no 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 kesha needs a tight like 10 to 12 absolutely and then we're done so the next song on the album is uh last goodbye oh um should i play it yeah play it um so we have uh this is I'm curious as to where this fell is sort of in the original version of the album. No, it's definitely there. Um, because I feel like tr- Gold Trans Am came earlier on the album. This is this this is the song it's playing. Oh, I played it. Uh, we first met, we young, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is at the point at which I think we can agree 
that the songs blend together on the album. This is not... I don't... Yeah? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's forgettable. Yeah. But we're coming up on possibly the best song of the 2010s, Gold Trans Am. Oh, my God. What Wham, do you think about... Bam. Thank you, man. Get inside my fucking Gold Trans Am. Um, I actually... I, I love this song. I unabashedly love this song. There is nothing wrong with this song. It is iconic. It's really quite good. Oof. Your sweet ass mullet caught my eye. Now you got me jumping for a mustache ride. 20 bucks and a switchblade knife. American metal with a devil inside. Uh. I I mean, it's incredible. Um, Yeah. There's no other way. I remember when this song came out and being like, ugh. (laughs) This is... Hilarious. I so I so what uh, what I think is a hallmark of Kesha's work is like it's sort of decadent in its um, irreverency, but also its ability to provoke or to be provocative. And I and I think Kesha gives kind of kind of the most sincere um, provocative vocal. Like I don't ever I don't ever I'm not I'm never I don't. I always believe her. I always believe Kesha when she's saying these like nonsense <laughs> things. No, I love it. I, love <laughs> I think it. she is doing coke off a toilet seat. I don't know if that's real or not. I, mean, I don't know. It's a lyric, but it seems like something she's done. <laughs> um, uh, the next song on the album is "Out Alive." Um, so I have a theory about Kesha. Mm-hmm. I think she's had a lot of conversations with Al Gore. Um, and really is like um, is cognizant of what global warming is doing to the planet and that's why she's so concerned that we're all gonna die like tomorrow and that's how I feel about this song you know I would love to support that but I just don't believe that I don't think that that I mean like when did she meet Al Gore she doesn't perform live at award shows (laughs) I don't think that's the case, but uh, this song is fine. I mean, frankly, uh, we're we're reaching the end of the album. There's one more track. The back half of the album is not strong. It does have Gold Trans Am, which gives it about a thousand points, but like... (laughs) It's bad. Like, the second half of the album is not good. Yeah. Uh, Last song, Past Lives, which, in my bad handwriting, I was like, what did this say? I'd like, trying to read my own handwriting, I was like, it's past, a true fade out. Past liver, like that's what that's what it looked like. It's a fade out. This is a fade out track. I don't care about it. No. I didn't. I don't like listening to it. It's not a strong it. end to the album, and no. it, it leaves me she disappointed and hungry with gold. for more. Um, yeah. Now it's my turn to request a break. Yes. <laughs> you couldn't think Ba-da-da-do. of a funny name with like Ba-da-do. like boxes of wine. <laughs> so on the break we were discussing, you know, this episode we've been drinking truly hard seltzer. Yeah. Um, we were discussing maybe retitling the pop uh, the pod art Kraken can, <laughs> um, art uncorking bottle un- un- uncorking bottle. How do how do what's the verb there? Oh, uncork is I think the best thing you can do. <laughs> I don't think it's a word, but I love it. Um, comment, like, subscribe, but especially comment what you think. Um, um, what you think our, our podcast 
podcast um, could be called, depending on different liquors. Change our name. We're not changing our name, but you can suggest things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Make sure they have a dollar sign in the name. (laughs) They must. Uh, So we're going to move on to our favorite tracks from this album. Um, Again, we are discussing Kesha's Warrior. I have two. They're specific. They're the best. Um, Great. You know Can't what? Wait. <laughs> it's Dirty Love. It's Gold Trans Am. Those are the best tracks on this album. They're exceptional. They're amazing. Okay. I'm going to say Gold Trans Am, Thinking of You, and Die Young. Mm. I like Thinking of You because of the dichotomy between the verses and choruses. Yeah, I do love the that. The verses, for those who maybe haven't listened to this album today, yeah. um, the verses are sort of like rap yelled at the audience and then the choruses choruses are like sung kind of sweetly and i just love the way that it all comes together i think it's incredible and only kesha could pull that off too truly um (laughs) truly sponsored by truly sponsored by true um so uh great great we have amazing favorite tracks comment yours yeah, if you want. Um, comment yours, even if you don't know. Don't do anything you don't want to do. But you should comment your favorite tracks. Number six, uh, sixth on the list. This is our sixth segment, if you're keeping track. We've got segs. This <laughs> is a podcast seven with segs. segs. We're on number six. The rating of this album. Again, our system is based on boxes of wine. Yeah. Um, it sort of... <laughs> <laughs> so from... Um, from from best to worst we have the boda box of wine and Mm -hmm. again within each box of wine there are various delineations of types of wine um what's sitting on my sort of uh i guess i would call this a coffee table right now is a red volution box but you know i think between the two of us cabernet sauvignon is the highest designation then we have at the middle sort of rating um encapsulating all the different strains of wine of is black box yeah Uh, at the bottom we have Francia. Mm-hmm. Justin, what's your rating for this album? Um, so you know how there's like some like like cheap bottles of wine that like will still give you a year because they want you to think that they've aged a bit. Uh huh. So like uh, what I think about this album is that I I think it is a black box Chardonnay, but like a Chardonnay that's like from 2017 or like 2016 what does that even mean? it just like what it means to me is like the chardonnay is just like a little bit better and like here's the thing kesha wants us to black out from this album she wants us to listen to it while we're blacking out she wants us to party but she wants us to remember that the party was really really good and so I think that it's an aged box of black box Chardonnay. Okay, first of all, I'm gonna contest that such a thing even exists. <laughs> but second of all, I'm gonna say for me this this album is also a black box box of wine. However, I think it's a little bit higher for me because, you know, I do remember half of it. I listened to this album a lot in 2012, which again is like sort of going on. It's closer to a decade ago than it is half a de- decade ago, mm. and um, I think that a lot of these songs are super memorable uh stand the test of time um are sort of amazing um fun and sad songs um but i think uh the back half of the album is not memorable so yeah Mm -hmm. i'll give it like some sort of red 
a red black box. I don't know what they have. Like a Pinot Noir black box. Where like it doesn't taste that good. It's not that great. Um, but parts of it, you're just like, yes. There are some flavor notes. There are some flavor notes. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, and I think longevity wise, it gets, you know, closer to a red black box for me as well. But- a lot of these songs, I think um, we're going to we're gonna be like... Wow, this was amazing. You can't not reference Kesha with um the with like early twenty teens pop. She really defined sort of I mean, even though she's not I I would say the most successful or like blockbuster artist of the decade, she really sort of defines a specific sound in the early twenty tens, late twenty late aughts, you know? Yeah. Um, she really sort of encapsulates a moment. Yeah, so that the AMA's performance that we addressed early in earlier in the podcast podcast um, was introduced by none other than Cindy Lauper. And I think that it's really interesting to kind of draw parallels between Cindy Lauper and Kesha because Cindy Lauper was like, girls just want to have fun. And Kesha was like, that's true. But also, in my like, gold trans am. In my gold trans am. <laughs> but like, let's have, let's have sex and also black out. Like, it's like, I think that Kesha is the through line between Cindy Lauper's like, like lane in pop music. I think that Kesha um, has an irreverency that we won't see or believe from um, another artist artists in a long time so Mm, interesting yeah i wonder how um yeah i wonder this is well never well no i i started the question i'll i'll finish the question which is that i wonder how kesha feels about this album because i feel like she's moved into a much healthier part of her life and i wonder um i i feel like obviously like for a lot of personal reasons she wouldn't like this album but i wonder how she feels about some of the sort of like party ethos of this album because it is really fun but it also is definitely not like a healthy party album it is sort of like let's get fucking wasted type of album which i don't know if that's sort of her lifestyle anymore and i wonder how um i wonder specifically looking to the future about her new album which you know she's sort of branding as like at least from what i understand about the marketing sort of like a return to like party kesha yeah i'm wondering how she's gonna make that transition in a way that's true to like her sort of new lifestyle and in like the sort of kesha without the dollar sign yeah I I agree with you. I'm interested to see how she's going to make the transition. I think that she like has um I think that she's really sort of like um expanded her viewpoint and like has a I she's woker than she was. Sure. And we'll see what she does. I, I love Kesha. It. I'll always love Kesha. I so well, let's move into our thank yous. We want to thank our two executive producers, yes. Aaron Burnett and Cameron Toy. We want to thank Cameron Burnett. Cameron Burnett. And we want to... Hi, Cameron Burnett. Hi, Cameron. Um, do you think Cameron Burnett listens to this? I hope they do. <laughs> and next, uh, we want to thank Jeremy Smith, our graphics thank creator, you. designer. And uh, we're going to move right into our last segment, which is karaoke. We know you've been waiting for this one. And Yes. Um, we'll try and really screw it up good for you. We got it. I hear you holler heartbeat to the beat of the drums. Oh, what a shame that you came here with someone. So are you here in my arms? Let's make the most of the night like we're gonna die young.
comment subscribe and i want to say you know share that if you like this if you think that we're funny or you want to make fun of us like mention this in conversation to your friends and frenemies tag us post about us we welcome publicity even if you want to trash us like all publicity is good publicity honestly like all pop stars we know bad publicity is actually good publicity and on that note um bye please count me out (laughs) Uh, 74, We have a PS for you. Um, this just in a tweet from Sia. She writes, I figured I'd let you know that my greatest fear was Pantera dying. I never imagined I would get through it without relapsing or joining him. The night he died in the wee hours, your messages and old photos helped me through it, sober and alive. You should know that. Thank you. White prayer hands emojis. Um, I think um, we're, we're bringing this up because earlier in the episode we talked about the, pass, the passing of Lord's beloved dog Pearl. <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts on this development, Justin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're clearly, wait, have you had a dog? I can't. Um. I can't stop laughing (laughs) at (laughs) 
Um, I've never had a dog. I'm really glad that she stayed sober. Um, I don't. <laughs> her dog's really cute. We saw a picture of her dog. Yeah. Her dog's really fucking cute. <laughs> never. <laughs> Um, comment if you think we're monsters. <laughs> Never have I seen a dog that looks so much like their owner, which makes Black and it white. so sad that the dog died. I'm really honestly crying because I'm so <laughs> sad. You're crying, but you're also laughing. I don't know why I think it's funny. I can't deal with grief. <laughs> no, that's real. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, thank you, our fans. Thank you. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell us if you think we're monsters, which probably is true. But also, you know, emotional responses come in a variety of things. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> we can't have <laughs>